everyone, and welcome to another episode of 2010 Minutes. Today, I am joined by actress, Twitch streamer, and mental health advocate, Erin Marie Hogan. Erin, how are you? Good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I, I appreciate you asking me. I feel like a lot of people don't don't ask me back, but I don't care, but I love it. <laughs> I'm not great at talking about myself, so I tend to deflect the conversation onto somebody else. <laughs> Fantastic. So you're going to be a great guest today. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm just going to continuously ask you the answers to the questions you're asking me. Well, like we talked before, I did a deep dive on you. So I'm going to I'm going to bring the funk today. <laughs> so you're t so you've been in a bunch of things. I'm going to go down the list in a bit. But your top two, uh, would you agree would be dwelling in House of Manson? Yeah, that's yeah, like sure. your that's like if you had to present yourself and be like, you know what, these are my two movies, come and see them. Yeah. Yeah, those would be my top two. What uh what out of the two do you like the best? Dwelling is still my favorite. Um it just easily. I mean, I I got to be such a big role in it and um just the the casting crew in a different city, you know, the you just you make all kinds of memories when you like travel to a different city and you work with a bunch of really talented people on something. Um, but uh, House of Manson very much speaks to uh, my strengths, I think. Uh, and it and it was unique because I I got to portray a real person too. Um, but I think if I had to pick one, well. Dwelling is probably my favorite. I, I just think it's gorgeous. I think they did a good job. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. it's it's visually great. And uh, I was talking to you about it earlier, where like, because um, it's like you guys move into a house on purpose, and then there's this mirror. And I told you, I was like, the mirror reminded me of uh, "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" It's like one of the first episodes. <laughs> like the little girl comes out, and I, it's all yeah. I could think about. It's actually, I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. So if anyone wants to watch it. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't get to see House of Manson because I didn't want to pay any money. Because I don't, like, I'm one of those guys that would be like an app, be an app on my phone that would help me in my real life. I'm like, one ninety nine, not buying that. Like, uh, who did you who, who did you play again in House of Manson? I was Linda Kasabian. People love like the Charles Manson like whole story. Like when I saw Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood, I didn't know that had anything to do with Charles Manson. And my wife was like, you're an idiot. I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I didn't know I needed a history lesson before I went and saw a movie. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's fascinating. <laughs> Super fascinating. Like, how do you, how do you um, get into those? Like, does someone just call you up like your agent? And they're like, hey, uh, you have a possible lead. Like, are you, do you know you're going to be the lead in like a movie dwelling like right away? Or are you like, I'm just going to be a background actress? Um. In something like Dwelling or House of Manson, yeah. Um, usually they approach me or my representation and I know somebody who's working on it. Like a um, House of Manson, Devony Pin did a day or two on, um, on Hold Your Breath. So we had a name in common with something, but we hadn't ever worked together but we had been at a con together once, but that was about the extent of it. And she hit me up on Twitter and was like, I'm making a Manson movie. Will you do this part? <laughs> and I was yeah. just like, I mean, sure, I guess. Like, I, 
I haven't gotten to work with you yet, so let's do that. Um, and then she's the one who told the uh, producers of Dwelling that they should give me that part. <laughs> uh, so they auditioned me for it. So usually uh, something of lower budget like that, yeah, it goes to me through somebody else or to my management. Um, and then I, I know what role it is when it, like, as soon as I find out about it, um, yeah, bigger stuff like that. It's just like, well, they're looking for naked girl number five. So, you know, if they decide that I am, you know, headshot, headshot number 2,506 is Erin Marie Hogan and she could be naked and say one line. So, you know, that's, <laughs> then that comes from my agent and it pays a lot more. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. When you have to do like a nude scene, like it's, uh, they um, pay you more? Those big budget things okay. pay more. Um, yeah, I usually barely speak and am barely clothed. When you, when your agent comes to you, like you just said, they're like, okay, we have a part for you. You ready for this? You're going to be hooker number three. Like, is that what they say to you? Oh, it's even, it's even less than that. It's, uh, <laughs> usually it's, uh, I get a text from my manager that says audition tomorrow, 10 AM, please confirm. And then I go and check my email and it says audition for this basic cable show or that, you know, whatever, prime time, whatever it is. Right. And it's like, here's the sides. And the sides say one line and it's something dumb. And then briefly <laughs> describes what state of undress it is. And then I need to record it and send a slate. And so I text him back and I go, confirmed. <laughs> and then I send, send the tape when it's done and then we just uh pretend it never happened and then maybe i get paid to show up and maybe i don't <laughs> now, now you just said the word slate what is that um they just want a when you do a slate all of your auditions whether you go in or you record it they're gonna want a body shot and your like name height and then whatever else they want depends on casting or the producer or whatever they might want your you know, they might want you to confirm that you can work as a local in Pensacola or something, who knows, uh, wh whatever it is, you know, so they just want you to say a couple things, including your name and your height, usually and do a full body shot. Now, sorry to keep harping on this, because it's super interesting when I always thought about that. It's like, um, like, how did you get over that when you got into acting? You're like, you know what, I'm okay with doing nudity. And then like, when they have you in there, and you send the shots, it's like, Oh, here's uh, my nude, I hopefully uh, I get this part. You know what I mean? I just, I just find that super interesting. And I've always thought about something like that in a movie. Um, I mean, I once I did, once I did it a couple times, and it was like, this isn't really that big of a deal. And especially after paranormal entity was, I think the first thing that you actually saw anything in mm -hmm. when I didn't have clothes on, on screen. And, you know, that kind of became like an, a bigger internet thing than I expected it to. So once that happened, I was like, well, I mean, I don't have a massive problem with it. And this is already out there. Like, it, I'm not going to be a senator. Like, let's be real. So, You're like, fuck it. 
I mean, it's fine. If people want to keep giving me slightly more money to just take my clothes off, then I guess I'll just go ahead and do that because I don't really care. <laughs> right. We're all born naked anyway. It's like, fuck it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, sex scenes are a lot different and I'm touchy about those. But as far as nudity, like, you know, as long as my legs are closed, I don't really care. <laughs> right. And that was going to be my next question, because I feel like that has to be a little bit awkward is like having a sex scene when you're not having sex. And then I looked up this thing called a modesty patch. And I saw that you talked about that. Can you explain what that is? And then the issue that you had with that on set? Yeah. Um, so usually when you do, well, not usually, you're supposed to. <laughs> when you do a sex scene, or even when you do nudity, um, you'll have a modesty patch, which is there's a technical name for it. I don't know. I just always call it a sticky patch thing. And it's, I mean, I like it's basically, it. It, it looks like a, a nude colored thong but it sticks to your skin rather than having straps okay so it basically just covers up exactly what i'm not okay with showing which is essentially just between your legs right. <laughs> and right and that's pretty much it so it just kind of you know it's it's like um it's like nipple pasties but it's for your vajayjay <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to put it so, yeah, um, it, it, it ensures that that can't be seen or anything like that. But it's also a sanitary issue. Um, a lot of times, uh, I don't know if it's actually necessary or not necessary, but um, like like a mandated thing. I'm actually not sure if men always wear uh, cock socks or not. <laughs> You got to pat these. I think so, because I remember in like Parks and Rec where uh, Chris Pratt did like a quick nudity thing and he got like a message from like ABC or whatever they were. And they were like, yeah, you can't do that. I think there is a lot of legal things behind that. But again, yeah. I'm just a, I'm just a viewer. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, women, women will wear the modesty patch and then men will usually have it's a, essentially not even essentially it is a like sock with a shoestring around it. And you just. <clears throat> put your stuff in it and then tie it. Um, but it's also a sanitary thing. It gives like yeah. a layer of two layers of clothing between two people as well. So that nothing can happen there. Um, yeah. And that's, that's kind of the standard. So usually if women have to be nude, they'll have a modesty patch and men will have uh, a cock sock. Nice. I don't no. know what you would actually call it that I've never heard it referred to anything except cocksock. <laughs> I think that's, I think that is the professional term. I think you can buy those at the store. Now you had, a, <laughs> you had an issue with one of those. I saw one of your tweets, which I actually like following you on social media. Like I truly do because you are very open and give zero fricks. Um, <laughs> but can true. you, can you, uh, can you explain what happened with that? Yeah. Um, I had, I had a sex scene one day. And on lower budget things, and, and I'll I'll put this out here <laughs> really quick as well. <laughs> on lower budget things, if you have nudity or a sex scene, you will shoot it the first day. Okay. So there's no way that you're going to show up to set and like maneuver your way around doing it. Like at least most of it will be shot the first day because then you have no leverage. So if you're not okay with it, don't say you are. Just don't show up unless you want me to get your part. Because <laughs> that's how I get cast like the night before all the time. Um, 
so I showed up, I got cast the night before (laughs) (laughs) and I, I showed up and like the first thing we were shooting is the sex scene and we wardrobe did not bring a modesty patch. And you're just like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, which isn't great. No. Because now I'm in this position where it's my first day on set. And like, I've got to either I have to like pick my battles and I don't know if the rest of it's going to be fine. Like, is this like the only thing that's going to go wrong? So yeah, I didn't really know what to do or say. And like, I, I ended up doing the scene with the guy had his underwear on and I had nothing. And I ended up having to do it that way. It was basically like the director looked at me and was like, well, I mean, you seem like you're cool. Like, you know, you're not going to like be a problem or anything. Just take your pants off. And I was just, and I was just like, um, Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Because I was going to I was going to ask if like you were like, do I really have to or you were like afraid to ask because that that does seem like a dicey thing because you want the role. But then you also don't be like, I don't want to fuck this up. But that is like a that's kind of like a shitty thing. That's like wicked shitty, actually. Yeah, um, that would not fly with me now having done so much nudity, even though like a lot of times they even I show up to set and I get a modesty patch even if I'm wearing a thong on set right to like wear underneath it so like there's really no reason that would not fly now but I was afraid to ask yeah I, I was getting to be a lead in a feature length thing and I didn't want to cause any problems uh there were issues with people at this place thinking that I was like some kind of like unstable crazy person because I had panic attacks already and so I didn't want them to have a reason to think something was wrong with me and so I just kind of went no yeah totally no it's fine and did it and that's not how things are going to work now and they haven't for quite a while this was like 10 11 years ago Okay, I was but, about um, to ask that. What what would yeah. be 10 or 11 years ago? What is that? What year is that? 2001? No, 2011-ish? Yeah, 2011, I think. Okay, I don't know math. I'm just, I just podcast. Yeah, 2011, 2012, something like that. Okay. But um, yeah, yeah, this is not... Uh, that's not how you ought to be treating people who are being put in a vulnerable situation that you're in charge of right. on, on your set. Uh, yeah. So, um, I know a couple. There weren't very many women on that set, and they seemed very upset by what was happening. But then, what are they supposed to do? Like, one of them obviously brought up how upset she was, like to me personally, and then I think she said something to somebody else. But I mean, what are they going to do? Like, what are they, are they going to cause a problem on my behalf after I just said it was okay? Like, now mm-hmm. they're in a terrible position. So, yeah, just the things are, they're like a dollar or $2 or something. Just go get one. Yeah, like, take- it's just not, it's not a big deal. Just, just be prepared or expect that your actress won't take her pants off. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
yeah, it's like take a quick five, go to CVS or wherever you buy those things and get and take care of it. Now, I feel like those years were like very shitty, like the 2010s. It was like you can get away, like you can get away with that in a way. And uh, it's yeah. good that it changed 10 years later because that is uh, that is unfortunate. So that was in 2011. Let's jump to um, the mental health aspect of it all because that's why I definitely wanted to have you on, especially with all the other uh, cool things that you do. So it's a, it's like a two <laughs> for one or a three for one. But you came out in 2015, right, about your mental health issues? Yeah, what, I think so. What was like? What was that like? And uh, what what was the story you told? And uh, maybe like why did you tell it as, as well? Like what what was the driving force to be like? You know what? I'm gonna I'm just gonna go out with this. Um, I had gotten to a point where there were so many like lies and exaggerations about the simplest things like me having a panic attack and needing five to 10 minutes to myself mm -hmm. um, to like somebody doing something to me and me trying to pass it off. And then they start having a fit. Like I've done something to them when I'm just trying to all these things that, that happen in everyday relationships, but they happen even more when everybody's a performer. And like, if you bring that person down, then you're going to get ahead. And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. That's just mean. Why are you being that way? Um, it happens more in entertainment, but it's stuff that happens all the time in normal life. There were some people in particular that were running around at the time, like making it impossible for me to work um, by either getting me just entirely blacklist from a company or um, emailing people that I was supposed to work with and telling them lies about me or straight up harassing and bullying me to make me legitimately have some kind of um, panic attack or um, go into depression to um, like we so it's, was a, it's a mess that they, what finally made me say something about it was that a friend of mine went somewhere and heard somebody say like, oh, well, yeah, but Aaron's opinion doesn't matter because Aaron's crazy. And like with everything that was going on, it seems like such a small thing, but it's like, am I though? Because this person knew who said this knew all kinds of the things that other people were doing to me that were really bothering me at the time, as well as the fact that I had mental health issues that I was seeing a therapist, seeing a psychiatrist for, and they knew this as a friend, like in confidence. And they're running around in public calling me crazy and like discrediting anything that I do or say. And I thought it was really fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. my, I apologize for my language. Um, it, at that point, I was just like, I can't. There's so many people who are having issues like this. And I'm not working at this point anyway. So why hide it? If I just if I just tell people, like, maybe I'll help somebody. And then also this person's going to look like the jerk that they are. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because they know these things about me and they're running around 
trying to discredit me using this against me like that. And it's just, it's so messed up. And it, since, since I started talking about it, a lot of people have reached out and said, I, I haven't wanted to say anything or, you know, I, people say that I'm using it as an excuse when I just say like, I'm having anxiety. Like it's yeah. become like a trendy thing, like put your anxiety on a t-shirt. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's not cute or trendy. It's not super fun to have anxiety attacks and relatable. Like, no, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. And we need to talk about everybody going and talking to a therapist. So that's, I mean, yeah, the long and short of the deep and shallow reasons why I came out with it is you look like a jerk now. And also people really need to talk about this mm -hmm. because people like you are jerks. <laughs> so, so here it is. Here's, here's me. What better way to talk about it? Let's just put my whole story on blast. <laughs> I feel like when you do open up uh, for me too, uh, you might, you might agree is when you do open up, it's like a, such a, such a huge relief and uh, to get people that do reach out Unfortunately, there is shitty people that will say things, and uh, but it is such a relief. You would agree, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for is. sure. Um, but I, I completely understand people not wanting to be open about it because the the amount of like work that I've lost over things that aren't true or over people hearing a story and then thinking that I'm entirely mentally unstable and i'm gonna jeopardize something for them like th that's not that's not a thing that's not a thing and if you took two seconds to sit down and talk to me about it you would know that like when i'm working is when i'm happy and when i'm sitting at home by myself doing nothing is when i get severely depressed so yep. you not hiring me is contributing to my depression please hire me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reverse psychology. <laughs> no, that's, but you know, yeah, that's, that's how it is, is people just have these assumptions and we need to, we need to talk about it. We need to destigmatize seeking help, getting therapy. If medication is for you and you want to do that, we need to destigmatize getting medication for the things that you need help with because, and, and if it's, if it's not and other things work for you, there's lots of options do that too. But we really need to stop assuming that every person who sees a therapist is a future serial killer. It's so dangerous. And it's so many people are just suffering in silence and not able to talk about it because they're afraid of the backlash that they're going to get and how much of their life will be ruined over something that they just need help with. I agree. And um, would you say that your mental health issues started around like 2011 or was it did you something that you felt like when you were younger like when did it start and what were you diagnosed with officially um they did not start in 2011 <laughs> uh i have been in and out of therapy for a most of my life um but there was this thing that whenever we got kind of to the root of the problem when I was younger and wasn't in charge of my own medical decisions, that suddenly I didn't need to go to the therapist anymore. And so, you know, or that therapist wasn't good and we'd find another one, but then we didn't for yeah. years. And that's not a great way to uh, get help. So you, you've got to be... <laughs> you got to be on top of it. 
so um when i was younger i think it was mostly i don't remember being an angry child at all but it was like described as me having anger issues and now as an adult <laughs> i'm sitting here like no i was a really sad kid who was like kind of being emotionally abused <laughs> like yeah yikes um nice way to way to blame me and act like i'm like an angry crazy person when i'm like six but that's cool <laughs> um kids being kids yeah but i think it, it got a lot worse when i was a teenager and i stayed pretty i stayed pretty stable just keeping myself busy like staying out of the house constantly, like having to strive to succeed at literally anything that I wanted to do. Like I had to be good at it. I had to be the best at literally everything. And I'd spend all my time doing that so that I didn't have to be around any of my issues. Um, and then in college, things just kind of, there just came a point where everything just kind of crashed down around me. And that's when I started taking my mental health a lot more seriously and started really looking into like, okay, am I actually angry? Because I don't feel angry. Like I feel like the whole world sucks and hates me. If that doesn't sound like anger to me. That sounds like I hate myself and I hate you too. So, yeah. But I want to cry about it. Not like I want to punch you over it. <laughs> Equality, hate everyone equally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I started, I started looking like taking it more seriously. And it took a really, really long time. I was diagnosed for the longest time as being bipolar, which I am not. Um, at least right now, we don't, that is not what we believe right now after mm -hmm. a very, very, very long time. Um, right now I am diagnosed with anxiety and major depression. And um, it's, pretty evident that i have some pretty severe ptsd uh oh that's what i was going to ask too if like that all those things happened um and there's another question i want to ask you after that um, yeah yeah it's pretty um i there were so many things to work through that we haven't really gotten too far into the psd um ptsd um because there was so much that i needed to deal with and be okay with like right now <laughs> that I've only kind of really gotten to the point of like looking back at, at everything. And there's a lot, um, that like flashbacks and things like that, that I didn't even know were flashbacks or, you know, the way that I've reacted in the past to things just, um, then in the nicest way possible to have an anxiety attack that results in me crying and being completely debilitated and thinking that a whole lot's going on that isn't really all that bad. Um, I wasn't relating that to me really. I, I wasn't processing that that was me thinking that exactly what happened to me in the past was happening now. I was just like, well, I have some kind of issue where everybody hates me and the problem is definitely with me because everybody keeps saying that it's with me and I'm the problem. 
and I don't know what's going on, so I should just die. Yeah. And that's kind of how I thought about it. Um, it didn't really occur to me that, hey, wait a minute, I'm like actually in this position right now reacting exactly the way that I probably should have when this originally happened. Um, so yeah, that's a more recent development now that I'm in a much better place. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you are, which is great. Did you ever have uh, suicidal thoughts or anything? Oh, yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. That's a... Yeah. Yeah, That's... we don't have to go into it. I, Because I, I, I was the same yeah. way. Like, I would always be like, I just want to die. Like, I would be driving. And I'd be like, you know what? I, my car would flip and I'd be okay with it. Like, it... Yeah, it's it's that kind of thing where I feel like people don't get too worried about you until you really have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> which I never had. Um, it, it was always that kind of thing where it was just like, everyone hates me. I hate me. I hate them. The whole world sucks. It's not getting any better. Like, It'd be dope if my car just went off the overpass right now. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Oh, damn. I'm over the overpass. Oh, so, well, next time. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know, it was, it was always that kind of thing. It's like thoughts. Yes. The thoughts in the past. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I think people very much think of it as like, nothing's wrong with you if you're not holding a knife and a bottle of pills just ready to do it right now and it's like people do that but also like you shouldn't want to end your life at all no that's that's not a healthy state of mind to be in and you should speak to somebody um so I, yeah it I was always, always said, that kind of thing though i was agreed i agreed with you earlier and i was gonna say this was i i feel like everyone should go see a therapist at least once a year like go and talk to someone that has no no dog in the fight that just doesn't know yeah. you and it's a professional person that just listens to you like i talk yeah. to my therapist it's like a stand-up bit uh <laughs> you know what i mean i just that's how i get it out is with my comedy and that's like that's why i do this podcast because i try to keep it light for people that that can it's serious, but we can try to laugh about it, like break the stigma by cracking a smile and um, yeah, what we need. Now, with the people like having that feeling of people that hate you, I feel like we talked about this um, and it seems like that. And I don't know why it would happen, but your mental health was used against you uh, in like a type of movie. We don't have to get into too much detail about that, but like what's like the, the gist of that backstory and uh, how fucked up was it? <laughs> <laughs> um it's definitely it's happened to me more than once oh damn um so much which is part of the reason why i'm so open about it because it was essentially like it's it always goes like this <laughs> somebody knows a little bit more than maybe the general public knows about um, either like my diagnosis or something in particular that's bothering me or something of that nature, just the state of, you know, yesterday I couldn't get out of bed. Like it might be something like that. You know, I just, I had a particularly bad day and I was way too depressed and I'm a little bit better today. So I'm walking around. Like it could be as simple as that. It always goes with that little piece of information and then 
this person will say, you're pathetic, you're sitting around living off of your fiance while I'm doing all of these great things and you're sad, you're like a child, you can't do anything for yourself. You should just go sit at home in your bed and cry and talk to your wallpaper because you're a crazy person. I was like, I don't remember mentioning I was going to talk. That's an actual quote, by the way. No way. It's like, it's so, like I don't even have wallpaper. Yeah. An another actress, I don't have wallpaper, actually. Yeah. Like, you're crazy if you have wallpaper now. Like, I, another actress actually told me once, like, that I just sit at home and cry and talk to my wallpaper. And I was like, I don't remember bringing that up. I think you made that part up. Um, like, I think you made up the part about me living off of my fiance. Like, we're definitely partners in this. He just makes more than I do because yeah. I'm an actor, as are you. We probably make comparable salaries because it's standardized by the union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just... It's, it's so aggravating. You know, I've had, I've had people just just entirely try to flip anything about me into like I'm crazy and I might jeopardize someone's production. So therefore I'm a better person than you, Aaron, because I'm not crazy and you're never going to do anything in your life. So just give up. I'm just like, you know, that's not really how I choose to speak to people anymore because I'm an adult now. Yes. Uh, I choose not to make people hate themselves more than they already do so um but it's really common it, especially in this business but it's really common like all that all that internet troll stuff like you should just kill yourself that idiot trolls that don't know you say like people in the entertainment industry will just say that to your face and it's like okay cool like either you can deal with it or you can't so be aware. It happens a lot. It seems so cutthroat, um, which is from what you tell me, it's people don't give a, a flying fuck about anything and anyone. It's about them. They'll they'll jump anyone they can. For the most part, I feel like not everyone's like that, but I feel like a lot of people seem to be like that. No. Yeah. I mean, the the people that I out of the all the people that I've worked with, the people that are the most successful are the ones who are genuinely kind anytime that I have any interaction with them personally. Mm -hmm. um, the most cutthroat people are the people that, you know, have a resume that doesn't even look like mine and that's really saying something. And so I'm just sitting there looking at them like, I don't know what you're trying to prove to me. Like I've got two more crap films on my resume than you do. And <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't see you going literally anywhere. I'm pretty sure this is an ego grab. Like you're putting me down because I've admitted that I have mental health issues and you don't want to admit that you obviously do. So it's not my place to put your mental health out there, but I really think you should talk to a therapist because this is not a healthy, normal human reaction to anything that's going on. I feel like people like us that open up, we're very self-aware of everything. I like how you're like, yeah, I get these two crap films. You know what I mean? Like you don't have that egotistical yeah. side like they do. 
And I remember seeing your tweet that you replied to somebody. You're like they're like, oh, I love you in like this movie or something like that. You're like, ah, my my whole reel is a landfill. And I was like, dude, I was like, I was like the the self deprecating of that, but like it is kind of true. Um, it's like yeah. I'll definitely like list like what you've been in. And like we talked about the dwelling house of Manson, like you've had about five episodes in Ray Donovan. Like you, you, you're in things. And then I think my favorite one where I told you, I was like, you're in Conan O'Brien and you got to do, you got to do the, the string dance. I'm like, I was like, that should be on the, like the top of the list. And I, I, I thought that was amazing. And the commercial is funny because it's like, you're a dancer. And then the guy like whispers in your ear and then you just do the dance. I thought that was great. Um, yeah. And then obviously the music video for Young said, I got your girlfriend drunk is probably uh, one of your greatest uh, <laughs> features I've ever seen in my life. I, I found your second YouTube page. Like that's how I, I'm like, I, I go deep and I saw that. And I watched the whole thing. So pause this interview, go YouTube. Young said, CED, I got your girlfriend drunk. Absolute jam. Oh my God. So long ago. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't even like HD. It was like 360p. Yeah, it's so old. So old. We like shot that way back in, in St. Louis. It's crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting video to say the least. But then another uh, big movie that you're in, it's a mockbuster, which I need you to explain to people because I didn't know what that was. It was called Paranormal Entity, right? Yeah. And you were uncredited uh, in it, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, explain that whole thing. Okay, well, just to clarify also, this that we're about to talk about is mostly why I refer to my resume and my reel as being a landfill. Um, <laughs> because, like, I have a ton of fun and I put my all into everything that I work on. You should. But I'm not going to kid myself and think that I'm making Oscar-worthy things. Like... I'm just not like, I'm not going to present myself to the world as though I think I'm Kate Winslet or something like, no, I'm Erin Marie Hogan. Like I live in a house and it needs repairs because this is a job that I need to survive. <laughs> like, so, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm realistic about it. Like some of the stuff I've done, it's real bad. <laughs> I'm fully aware. You don't need to tell me it's bad. I will be the first person to tell you that. It doesn't mean I'm not proud of most of it. Right. Like, Self-awareness. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I just, I, people like act like they're like, you can't say anything bad about your own movie. I'm like, I don't have any stake in this. I don't get paid when you watch this crap. I don't yeah. care. Like, I, I hope you like it. I put a lot of work into it. A lot of other people put a lot of work into it. Some of them might even be proud of it. But let's be real. <laughs> like, this is not going to like Sundance. I'm yeah, not right. getting best actress for my role as naked hooker number seven. Like it's not going to happen. Let's be real. Let's me, just, and my, me and my buddy know. had a huge debate about that because he was like, any movie, the director is like, you know what? This is going to be the best movie ever. And I'm like, there's no way a guy like takes a movie and he's like, you know what? This is it. Let's do it. Like maybe you get like, you, you strike uh like you strike goal with like something like a Sharknado, which like, but like I don't see like movies like that being like we're gonna get the award we're gonna do this like do do directors do that? Um, like they just hype it up too much and they just have a vision that they just is not gonna get to. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> so. So I'm wrong. Shit. With <laughs> um, so with mockbusters, I mean, 
with mockbusters it's always the new actors and some like pa who who thinks that they're making a, a masterpiece and i'm right. like this isn't a masterpiece like this is literally <laughs> like goldilocks and the three bears retold because some major studio re- released a version of it six months ago like that's come on like why are you talking i i just remember working on like some of these things like so mockbusters are basically there's a smaller studio that will make every time some big successful movie has come out in theaters when it comes out on dvd which isn't really a thing anymore um but the format was when it would come out on dvd they would hurry up and make a lower budget version of it that they could name something very close so that they would be on the shelves next to each other and people would rent the wrong movie. (laughs) That's so funny to me, but it's like a great marketing tool. It's literally what it is though. So people are like, Oh, you did this paranormal activity knockoff. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like, did you think I wasn't aware? (sighs) Like I'm, I'm fully under like the, I, the casting call said a paranormal activity, like movie, (laughs) like, I'm fully aware of the nonsense that I signed up for and I needed the job and the paycheck. Like, Param- I mean, like it's just, it is what it is. So, um, paranormal, yeah, so that, that, and paranormal activity, like paranormal activity, like it was, it was something of that nature, but it specifically referenced, like we're making a movie that is like paranormal activity. So yeah. it's like <laughs> anybody who knows how to read is going to know like yeah that's what i'm doing so telling me oh you did this rip-off version of paranormal activity is not an insult you're just stating a fact that i'm fully aware of already so you sound real dumb um and so i just don't respond to those people and you were um, uncredited yeah. in that right yeah so they <laughs> initially released it and I don't know if it was the plan or not, but it was leaked on the internet. And yeah. I, I don't know if they if they actually planned it that way or if somebody actually did leak it because then it did come out on DVD when it was supposed to. But it was like leaked and I just started getting all these messages in the middle of the night like, I just saw your boobs on the internet. And I was like, the f-? I'm like, where? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, yeah, so that kind of blew up and all, but since I was uncredited and I wasn't, I was an, like, I've, I've been an actress since I was like 14, but, um, nobody had any idea who I was, like at least one in 100,000 will have some ideas to what my name is at, at this point, but then nobody had any idea. So people like really thought that I was this Samantha Finley girl and I was dead and most people didn't. But, you know, the people who don't actually think you're dead aren't going to tweet you asking if you're okay either. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kept getting all these tweets like, oh, my God, please tell me you're not dead. And I'm like, this is adorable. But JK. also, let's let's go through the process as to how you found me here on this platform, right? Okay. You watched a movie and this girl who looks like me, which was me, by the way. <laughs> Named Samantha Finley dies, right? So then you looked up Samantha Finley, or is Samantha Finley dead? And then you found Aaron Marie Hogan, that's me. And then you went to my social media 
and you still said, please tell me you're not dead, knowing full well that Aaron Marie Hogan is not Samantha Finley and Aaron Marie Hogan is alive and therefore. They're like, I don't get it. <laughs> she dead. <laughs> like, she ain't dead. The the answer, it's it's right here. I'm talking to you right now, guys. I'm I'm alive. Um, We're gonna it, have- it was weird. It was weird. It was weird to deal with. Uh, but it was fun. It was cute. I appreciated all the concern. I'm alive. <laughs> See, they're not all trolls, which is good. But it was. Um, thanks for ruining the movie. So we have to put a spoiler alert right before that if someone wants to go watch Paranormal Entity. Well, uh, I mean, they ruin it in a misspelled title card at the very beginning of the film, anyway. So they did. Yeah. The. Paranormal Entity opens up with a title card that says, like, oh, Thomas Finley was found with the bodies of his sister. And uh, yeah, and it's like, well, now I know what happens. I go, maybe something will change. <laughs> yeah. And I found another great video of you. Um, I'm not a creep. I just do my research. You went and rented your own movie and yeah. you recorded it like on, a, on like a flip phone. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I had a I had a sidekick. At that point, I think that was recorded on a sidekick, actually. Wow. I think there was like an old woman that was like, they were like, is that you? But yeah, it was like there still. Was, so the um, one of the the young the young girl, I recognized the guy who was working there, but the young girl, I actually knew her as a kid. And I don't think she remembered me at all. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. But um, look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me now. I made $700 on this supposedly $16 million grossing film. No shit. I mean, I signed the contract, but like that's that's how that works. But you got to you got to build a resume, which at the time is probably right, you'll right. take it. But that is like I would not be able to guess that number at all. And that's super interesting. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know what that movie really made, but uh, I remember it saying like 16 million overseas on the on the imdb or something like that and i was like huh okay you're probably huge in, you're probably huge in japan right now like some guy right? has like 20 issues of paranormal <laughs> entity um, oh like cool so just so you guys know i got no part of that i got my like 700 bucks up front that's, that's fucking it. Don't, awesome. don't think buying releases and re-releases that I get any money for it because they don't. Right. When people get like the uh, like ten cents check uh, for like um, oh yeah for, for uh, reproduction. The, the only residuals checks I've gotten in like the past six to eight years have been for the one episode of Ray Donovan that I talked in. I get like a two dollar and seven cent check every quarter or something. <laughs> That's pretty cool you got into that show. People love that show. Yeah. Um, that's a good, a good one to have. Yeah, it was really fun to work on. Everybody was really cool. That's another one of those examples of like the most successful people are the most chill and just they don't need to put you down and make you feel like crap. It's like obviously they're doing things I'm not. They don't need to remind me of that and make right. me feel bad, you know? Lee Schreiber's on my like uh, man crushes. He's a uh, he's a <laughs> smooth dude. I love him in the Goon. He does the NHL HBO um, voiceovers. That guy rocks. But I've never seen Ray Donovan. I don't I don't really watch much. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good show. Yeah, I my like, wife I is like crushing it. it right now, and I yeah. just 
It's insane. Now I want to go over it with the fans again because, like, I know you've done like cons for like, uh, what, like, what are the cons that you go to? Like uh, horror cons? Like, what, what would they be called? Yeah, mostly horror cons. So you have to interact with fans, and that must be super awkward because you might have to deal with the type of people that are like, "Hey, I thought you were dead," or like they might say creepy things. Or like my favorite thing I like to see is when a guy takes a photo with you, but he doesn't want to like touch you, so he does like the hover arm because he doesn't yeah. want to get in trouble. That's my favorite move. I I prefer that move. Oh, hundred percent. Um, because yeah, you you'd be surprised. Like if you're if I weren't at a con, and I like met that guy. Okay, probably not that guy because he's being awkward right now. But right, right. If some random guy on the street would have just tried to grab me inappropriately. So I I appreciate the awkward move, hover arm. As funny as it is. It is it, funny. It is appreciated. So thank you for not groping me without asking consent. I appreciate it. Uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's mostly awkward because there aren't that many of them. Uh, so I spend a lot of time just sitting at a table, like. Just look, just people watching. Hey, and I feel uh, really awkward about like selling myself. I I could sell anyone or anything, but myself is not among those. So I'm just kind of sitting there and like people will come up and there's this weird thing where people always tap on your things when they're on your con table. What do you and mean? I've talked, I've, <laughs> I've talked to quite a few guests about this and I don't know. I think maybe people are just thinking about maybe I want to get this or something like that, but there's like a thing where it'll just constantly like people will sit and do this for the longest time, like on your headshots or something. And I'm just like. Are they trying to figure out who you are or like, are they trying to maybe, be like, I want to buy this or that's. It's, it's almost, it's almost like that. It's almost like that. It's like, who is this? It's like, but I'm also in front of you. You could just add my names on that big banner. Like, um, that's always really weird. Cause I don't know how to be like, you want to buy that thing? Your paws are all over or no? Yeah. Like. You touch it, you buy it, pal. Yeah, now that you like smeared your fingerprints all over that formerly glossy photo that I had printed up, but you know, they're not that expensive. So I just always leave the the paw printy one on the top. But I think too, for a fan, if I was in that position, I would feel awkward to be like, oh, I I don't know who you are. Like I can see why that it is tough for someone to do that. I think it makes it a whole lot more awkward. The fact that I'm awkward. And I, so we've already got like, whether the person who's standing at my table came to see me and they're feeling awkward because they're excited to meet me, Mm -hmm. or they came to see somebody else and they're like, the hell are you? And why are you here? Like, it's already going to be awkward. Yeah. And then I'm awkward and I'm not somebody who's going to have someone handling my money or something for me. So I'm just sitting there by myself, like. I guess I'm supposed to initiate this conversation, but I am not good in social situations. So we're just going to sit here staring at each other, I guess. Like, I don't know what to do. You got to get the fanny pack, though, (laughs) when you rock the fanny pack and you, like, take the money and do all that. I love that move. That's a a big professional wrestling, like, retired wrestler. They just have, the like, the leather fanny fanny pack, pack. and they just, like, take your money. Um, Yeah. I always... um, I, I tend to appreciate if I'm I, I do have a manager that handles like specifically cons and I don't go to that many anymore. I don't go to any because of COVID, but mm-hmm. 
when he was able to be there, then I was like, okay, yeah, like he'll be there. And then I don't have to ask people for money or whatever. Or, um, you know, one time I paid for uh, another actress to go down there too. And then, you know, we just, we shared a table. They were, they were paying for me to go. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just use out of that money. I'll pay for her ticket. Then we'll just take our own money and then split the joint money. And it makes it less awkward for me. So I didn't really mind that much. <laughs> it's got to be fun though. I would, I, I would have a blast doing that. Well, maybe not, but I, I like watching people. Like I go to the airport like four hours early and just stare at everybody. I'm like, this is fascinating. <laughs> I love, I love staring at people. <laughs> I get, I get so anxious. Like oh. it, it, it just, it's, I'm I'm in this constant state of like, I can't decide if I want to have a conversation with somebody or if I want to just be completely unnoticed. Yeah. And it seems like whatever state I'm in at the time, the opposite will absolutely happen. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like if I'm walking around with my headphones on listening to music, like maybe don't wave at me and approach me. Just leave me. Let me be. Yeah. But like, if I'm like, hi, like, maybe don't just ignore me. Yeah. Or maybe I don't understand social cues. I'm not sure. But <laughs> either way, I'm awkward. And it makes it makes conventions really awkward because I'm, I'm constantly just wanting. I, f I know that I should initiate a conversation and that I should say, hey, you know, my stuff's like super cheap. And you should buy it because I like this movie in particular. Right. Because um, that's what people are. People are there to meet people and to buy things like yeah. and see a panel if they paid for that or if it's free. You know, like that's why they came. And I just I'm just bad at selling anything that I'm part of. I'm just like, I don't understand why you would care at all. So um, it feels very awkward to just sit here and sell myself to you. I don't know. If you ever come out to if you ever come out to Boston, I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna go and tap on all your shit and then just and I'm gonna come with like twenty paranormal entities and a young said CD and make you sign it and then just run away. And you're like, do I know that guy? And I'm I would never say if that was just me. Just not say anything yeah. at all. Just I was like, dump I'm a big it fan. all on the table. Yeah. Sign it now and I'm just tapping all the shit and then I run away. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Um Yeah, you know, people have the the weirdest rules at cons like a lot of times like cons will determine like you have to sign this thing that they bought from the convention and not charge for it or like you have to charge this much for a picture but for the most part people kind of set their own prices and people who are much more famous than me charge a whole lot oh yeah but like people that I've never heard of and I'll like look at their credits and I'm like, oh, you were like a featured extra on something like they'll be charging like $40 for an autograph. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? I would turn <laughs> like, right around. What is this? Like you're going to stay just having that one role. Who's going to pay this? I don't understand. But the, people people do it. And I'm just like, you know, it, it's just not that serious. Like, like, I, I need to make what I would make if I were at home. Yeah. That's that's my condition to being here. I need to be safe. I need to be fed properly. And I need to make what I would make if I were at home working. That's that's it. <laughs> so tap on it. Then I'll just put that crappy one on top of all the good ones. 
it's like with it's like with cameos i'll go on like cameo.com and just like see what people sell like i would never buy one but i'm like these people are fucking egomaniacs i'm like right i would i would sell mine for like a dollar and just just say nothing um i mean it is like it's time you know and i i feel like i don't know what goes into other people's contracts i i imagine if you don't need to be there for the money or any you know then I guess maybe they're not paying you that much. So then you charge more for stuff. And I'm like, I always assume they can't afford to pay me because like nobody's going to be there. So then when I show up, if people are actually there, then I'm like, oh, cool, dope. But like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. It, it just, I just genuinely want to see anybody who does care about anything that I've done and it's a good talk feeling, to though. them. And yeah. If they weren't able to find my DVD, then maybe they can get a signed one. Or if they had a signed one, maybe they'll, buy a picture and I'll sign the DVD they already have, you know, like it's. Yeah. Whatever. I'm definitely showing up with my own Aaron Marie Hogan tea and just. just... Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to charge you to sign something that I did not have to do anything for. Yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Now, now let's, uh, let's end with some fun. Cause I know you're a Twitch streamer now that that's pretty much your main focus right now. Like what are you, what are your favorite games to play now? And like, what were you, were you a gamer your whole life? Um, I was a really big gamer when I was a whole lot younger. And then I started getting really, really competitive. I was always really competitive, but your parents don't have to deal with it when you're really competitive at like physical sports. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you get home and they're just like, well, you're just, you're not going to be able to play basketball anymore if this is how you're going to act every time you lose. So just go win next time. And then that's kind of it. Um, but video games, they, you know, they would have to listen to me being mad at home. So I was never crazy about it, but I'd like throw the controller or whatever. We're the same upset. person. We're the same. Yeah. I was the same way. I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I just like, I'd be upset and I'd be like, Aah! like, what did whatever. you play back in the day? Like, what was your system? Because I think we're about the same age. I so. had a Super Nintendo. That's my favorite system of all time. Yeah, I had the Super Nintendo. I'm pretty sure my parents just sold it since they sold the house. I got all mine. I got every system from oh, like really? Nintendo up. Yeah, I'm a I'm an yeah. avid video game collector. I, I had the Super Nintendo and I had um the like original Game Boy. Same. Yep. And then yeah. I had the see-through one as well. I that's yeah. where I, I stopped. I think I think the color ones started coming out, and I know the Sega the Sega Genesis came out. Mm-hmm. And then the console that came at, which I think was the Xbox, I think the X, no, N GameCube. N64. N64. That came out first. See? And my, and my parents were like, do you really need to, like, do you want to do that? Or do you want to play like softball or whatever next year? And I was like, I guess I'll just play softball. Oh, bad like, decision. Okay. So we're, we're just not going to buy you any more consoles. And it just became not a topic because I had a lot of other things that I was interested in. And. Um, so, you know, I was into the arts and I went to school and I did sports year round. So it, it wasn't a big deal. Um, and then when I got a lot older and, you know, PC games became it because it, it also used to be that we played those like really like uh, terrible games on like a floppy disk on your oh, PC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, all those games I played. Oregon on. Trail. 
Oregon Trail. Oh, selling so lemonade. Like, I, how, like, what's the weather going to be tomorrow? I got to get by right. 20 ice cubes. I had like sticky bears numbers and like spelling and stuff that I would just like sit there and play like educational games like it was actually fun. And I'm like, yeah. this isn't fun. I, I think I'm just supposed to think it's fun. I was obsessed with all of those. So once once I was able to get a PC and start playing games and stuff again, I'm like, I guess I'll just put it on the internet because this is going to be really bad. So it might be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so you get, I don't, whatever. And you get the cat ears. I feel like that is like Twitch 101. You got to. I have. I should have worn mine. I have these. And then I also have. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice, uh, what is it? Um, so I've got. Oh. I've got okay. two kinds. I'm very pink. <laughs> yeah. I've got two kinds of pink. All all the things are pink. That's... Yeah. The mouse is pink. The keyboard's pink. The cat is pink. The chair is pink. Um, because it's fun. Like, pink everything. Look, I'm 35, okay? <laughs> yeah, same girl. Same. Is your favorite artist pink? I love pink. Yeah, why would you? I was in one of her music videos, too. Oh, wow. You're, uh, you're killing it. I love it. I love what? the resume. I'm a huge fan of the resume. Yeah, I was in um I was in the Razor Glass. I was in the video for Razor Glass. I was the nun that has sex with me. Uh I gotta look that up. So Razor Glass. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics, yeah. but I know the beat. Um that's yeah. so funny. So what are you playing now? You saw I saw you playing Overwatch and you do Overwatch. um and then you do what's that other one? Among Among Us? Yeah, we play Among Us. Um I wanna get I'm, in on that. I've been trying to yeah, for sure. Um Join my Discord server. I need to fix my reaction rules, and then I'll put the Discord link back up so people can join us. But um, I, I actually don't know how to use Discord. It confuses me. But I'll join. I'll join, and you show me. So I want to play Among Us. It's simple. Mm. I'll put I'll put you in a special thing where you'll just have access to the Among Us chat. How about that? Fuck yeah, I'm in. I'm in. So then you can just open it, and it'll be like Air Me OMG chat join. That's it. Perfect. I'll just give you a special role, so that's all you can see. <laughs> okay, deal, deal. Now, but, do you play the yeah. Jackbox games? I feel like you you would love those yeah. games. Oh, those are yeah. those are a jam. Yeah, usually on Friday nights. Um, since a lot of the people that I went to school with and stuff like that who still live in the Midwest uh, have normal job. What is this piece of dust? Okay, it was driving me insane. I just kept glancing at it throughout this entire interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have normal jobs. A, a lot of People I grew up with are teachers and things like that now. So I try to get people together on Friday nights, both people who game and people who don't game to play stuff that's more like Among Us or Jackbox or um, I Jack never Box got anybody. Legit. Nobody has the interest in horror that I have since I like don't have any more horror movie friends because I figured out that actors aren't your friends. So um <laughs> I was an extra. I was. I was an extra in Here Comes the Boom. So I can. I can. I can say I'm your actor friend. So as long as you didn't add yourself on IMDb, you're fine. No, no, I, I do have a. Cre- I do have a credit on IMDb, but it wasn't. It wasn't my audition. Nice. I was on a game show, so I. Uh, oh. I was on there, but I did a lot. I, I was killing it in Here Comes the Boom. You can see me. I just. I. I was a killer <laughs> background extra. <laughs> yeah. Um. I get. I get some people together. Like try to get a pretty decent group to do more simple to understand games like that where you know like yeah like once yeah quiplash once asher we like to do epic what is it called mad rap city yeah i love that one no my my friends don't like doing that one i think that one's hysterical 
Half of us love it and half of us absolutely hate it. I love and that one. I have fun doing it. I I don't have to actually rap the verses, so I'm fine with it. It can yeah. suck. <laughs> like it's not me. It's some weird robot's gonna say it. So it's yeah. fine. Um yeah, so we we have a good time doing those kinds of things. And then pretty much the rest of the week I obsessively play Overwatch and it's a it's a problem. Yeah. I've uh, I feel I, I've I've seen my, it. <laughs> my mechanics aren't great <laughs> like they're actually my aim's not bad but um my mechanics aren't great when i started playing first my first first person shooter was PUBG. okay and i just spent the whole time like slowly looting and walking into walls and forgetting to open and close doors did you do like, the thing where you don't know how to hold the gun so you just oh, do that yeah. crazy thing <laughs> yeah i was just it would take me forever to like i'd stop over something i wanted to pick up and then i'd be like okay you just keep doing that crouch <laughs> you'd be like okay hold on i need to get rid of this other backpack because i got a level two backpack where is it oh my god like it would take it would take me forever um i suck at those games it took me a long time to get there now <laughs> now i'm actually like my movement is pretty good my aim is above average my tracking is mediocre so since i'm kind of like in the average level of of first person shooter gamer skill now i feel like I like playing support anyway, so the way I'm probably going to rank up is to have more knowledge of the game than anybody else at my rank. <laughs> so it's become like an obsession to know literally everything about the game. That's <laughs> and good. I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> it's an addiction. I was uh, I was playing Animal Crossing like way too much. I'm like 35 and I was playing Animal Crossing. I, I had like 200 hours. And I was like, I need to stop playing this. It's, it's crazy. I don't know how many hours i have like three thousand hours or something on overwatch it's i don't like how they tell you the hours i don't like how they tell you that i don't want to know to be fair i've got to go to my profile in order to see it and all that you know but it's it's a lot i i have like three thousand hours in the game and like two thousand five hundred are playing support probably (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome but you can tell that like the twitch is good for you it seems like it's great for your mental health that you're playing and uh keeping busy i feel like that's the game plan for all of us um yeah now i want to i want to end with this and then we'll have a little bit more fun with a couple questions and i'll let you go what would you say to yourself back then and what what would you recommend and say about like the whole mental health aspect to yourself what are some tips what is something that you would say to help them in that in that moment or just not even you just people in general that were your age or in your situation you have any tips suggestions theories stare at the wallpaper (laughs) (laughs) i i would say um i was actually staring at my acoustic foam thinking is that what she was talking about but no i'm not gonna let her oh yeah don't no real estate in in my head yep she didn't even know i had acoustic foam so no she's just a (laughs) You know what? Fuck her. Yeah, she's just an awful fucking person. Yeah. Um, Hopefully she fucking stubs her toe today. <laughs> hopefully she stubs her toe. Jeez. I don't care. Next you're, next you're gonna say hopefully she steps on a Lego. Like, oh yeah. my god. Hopefully she doesn't put SPF on the tops of her feet and she gets a <laughs> fucking terrible burn all day. <laughs> oh my god. 
the worst. Oh, that's Lord. like the holy trinity of shitty too things. Too far, too far. Yeah, getting too it far. canceled. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would say you need to do what you need to do to make yourself okay. You're not hurting anybody. You know, if you're not hurting anybody, which I, I wasn't. So if I was speaking to myself, I would say you're not hurting anybody except yourself. And you don't owe any of these people a fucking explanation for anything that's going on with you because it's your business. So you don't need to tell them anything. You don't need to answer to them. You need to go and you need to talk to your therapist. And these people can go screw themselves. Yep. Um, I that, like that. That drove me insane for a very long time. Like, I need to offer, you know, even if I'm accepting full responsibility for doing something wrong, it was always, I need to explain to you, though, you don't understand why what you're saying is making me so upset or why I'm so upset that I messed up and I'm crying because I'm legitimately upset that I've done something wrong. It's not that I, they don't need an explanation. I don't owe anybody an explanation for anything. Yep. It's, it's my life. We're not talking about me messing up at work. Like we're talking about my mental health. It's none of your goddamn business. You can mind your own. Stop trying to explain to people. They're not going to understand because they're not you. Go talk to your therapist. They'll guide you through it. Yep. I like it. Good, good words. I like, I like that a lot. Now let's, uh, let's end with this. I want to hear three things that you're grateful for, even like just the little things in life or something out of the box. Um, what would yours be? Oh, I am grateful for my dog. Oh, great call. What kind of dog? Yes. I have a Chihuahua. He's, he's usually in here. He has his own cam on my stream. Um, That's awesome. But, uh, he gets bored quickly. Unless yeah. he's behind me. He's Plus he can only, see, he can only see you die so many times in the game. <laughs> <laughs> here, camera refocus. Here we go. Yep. Um, I'm thankful for my dog, my little blue-eyed chihuahua, Mr. Marbles. Um, I'm thankful for my fiancé. He is probably the the one person who's really tried to understand me and support me. Um, so everybody needs a person like that. Yep. Just happens to be the person I live with. And... um. I'm grateful for all the woodworking and carpentry skills I've been learning in quarantine. Wow. That's a, I like that answer because I don't know how to do shit. Yeah. I, I did this. The, this used to be carpet. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this desk back here, I, I also have one, but I built these. Both these desks. Uh, I built Z a workout shed. <laughs> Zig ziga, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what I'm doing during quarantine is ripping up carpets and learning to refinish hardwood floors. They were so bad. I was like, well, if I mess it up, I just have to replace them anyway. So Right. And that's good to have that because we all need to stay busy. That's why I did the podcast and now I'm just get to talk to you and it's pretty yeah. rad, you know? Yeah. Um now I I like to do this too, is like if you have a, a music suggestion that like gets you uh that like makes you happy or just something that you've been listening to, like what would you recommend? And the same for like a movie suggestion for the same reasons. But if you say one of your fucking movies, I'm ending this call abruptly. I, I would never, <laughs> I would never. I, uh, 
I, I wouldn't mention any of my movies. I know. I'm sorry I brought them all up. I want you to be sane. So, <laughs> um, um, no, I, I really do love some of my films, though. You have uh, to. And then think of uh, like a theme song as well that you would come out to, like in a, if you were like a professional wrestler with your ears on. That would be Survival by Eminem. Oh, okay. Why yeah. why is it that till I collapse is at every gym? Uh, like when you open up a gym, do they just give you that song for free? I mean they should. Uh, it's they I should. I've, I've heard it in every gym. That was that that whole album. I listened to that entire album nonstop. I would just walk, like I would go to school, I would go to like practice, I would go to rehearsal. I would come home. It would be like 10 p.m. I'm like, I'm not going to bed yet because I'm going to walk around for the neighborhood for two hours with my headset on and I'm going to listen to this Eminem CD. And you're just <laughs> and like just, walking around I just like this little disc man, like walking around with a disc man. Oh, God. That first so album funny. came out in middle school when we were in middle school because I remember my friend like illegally downloaded it before it came out and we were like, this is fucking cool. And then, yeah, uh, I think my name is came out when I was in like, sixth grade yeah we're both 35 it came out like right in middle yeah. school and then uh yeah till it collapses it goes reggie jay-z that, that's the best part of the song um, <laughs> now um yeah what would be your uh, music or movie suggestion maybe something maybe a deep cut that people wouldn't really know oh let's say wait these music or movies or music yeah or... both one of each like okay, what's something one of each yeah what would you let's recommend see. music i would say Maybe even like an obscure band. If you haven't been keeping up with pentatonics, you should. Pentatonics. Pentatonics. Okay. They're really popular, but I think, you know, people will see one or two of their covers or something like that. Then they forget about them for a long time until another one goes really viral. And they're just so good. Even if you don't like acapella music, like <laughs> you don't have to like acapella music to appreciate how good their covers are. I particularly like their cover of the sound of silence. That's a great song. And yeah. uh, I think my wife knows the pentatonics. I think they might've seen them. I could be mistaken. Oh, oh, I'm thinking of jealous. S club. Or oh, maybe I'm thinking of S club. Seven. <laughs> I remember S club seven. Uh. Oh man. You want to hear the smartest song of all time? And uh, this was a song that was played in our generation because I think it came out is Vitamin C Graduation. I want to know how much right? she's making every year when that's getting played. Like even on oh Spotify. My God. Like she's the smartest artist of all time. It's so smart. It's so smart. And then just as we go on, we remember all the times we had together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! All right, let's end with the movie one because you're a you're a movie you're a movie person actress, or maybe even say who would you love to work with? Like that's what I want to hear. Like who who's on like your list of like an actor? Like you are in a movie, you get to cast one actor, one actress. Who are you picking? And we'll end with this. Killian Murphy. Who's that? The guy from Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Yep. He was he was the scarecrow in the Christian Bale Batman's. He's a he's like a low key scary looking dude. He's so good though. Yeah, he's so he's brilliant. I love him. Um, 
Mine would be the bad guy from the mask. <laughs> yeah. Just jokes. And I think um Mary Elizabeth Winstead. What is she in? I know these names, but I can't picture them. Um, she was in Fargo like a couple of years ago. Okay, yep. And she was in um was she in Burn she After in... Reading? Good question. I'm not sure. She was in Final Destination three. <laughs> She was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Who is she in Scott Pilgrim? She's a, she's the girl, uh, Ramona. Oh, the main girl. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm thinking of a totally different, I'm thinking of like an older yeah. lady, but you know, yeah. Okay. Yep. Good yeah. Picks. She's Good super picks. fun. I, I thought she was really very interesting in final destination three. She did not get enough credit for how good she actually was in that kind of movie. What was the what was the opening scene at death in that? Was it the roller coaster? Was roller it the coaster. Okay, all right. That's the only reason I only way I can remember it. I don't even watch those yeah. movies. I just go to YouTube and just watch all the death scenes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I do. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. I the first two were so much more goofy than the third one. I felt really bad. I brought a friend who doesn't like horror movies, and I was like, "No, they're goofy. Like it, like it's it's fine." No. When John William Scott gets his like head cut in half. Yikes. Yeah, that was tough. That was I, tough. I felt real bad. I felt real guilty. They're goofy. The one woman burns to death. There's, yeah, there's a yeah. couple ruthless ones. Oh, in the there. tanning bed. Oh, that's so like every girl's worst good. nightmare. <laughs> oh my god. Was Devin Sawa in that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Idle hands. I love Devin Sawa. He's yeah. great. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Shout out Devin Sawa. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> um, Old school. That was my my favorite, one of my favorite movies as a kid that like made me want to be an actor was The Little Giants. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Which Nobody you totally talk about my mama. From my, from my horror movie career. Yeah, can't you tell? All Rick Moranis. Movies. Rick Moranis was yeah. in that? Sandlot? Yeah. Okay. I, I always wanted to be the one girl who was in the sports movies. I think just because I played so many sports and like, that's just what I did. I just always a, played sports. <laughs> there was this, there was the second one where there was girls in it, but this is a deep cut because yeah. I love, I love uh, the Sandlot so much that so do you, good. do you know the name of the kid Smalls replaced? Cause remember he came in and they were missing one kid. This is my fun fact that I learned by watching the movie because I rewatched it and I was like, I want to know the kid's name. Ham says it a couple times when he's it didn't frustrated. Start with, it didn't start with A. It, no, it started with an E. It's when Ham's like getting mad. He's like, oh, I can catch. At least he could hit the ball. When he moved out, I think he moved out of his own. His name was Ellswinger. Ellswinger. Yep. Take take that to the bank and use that. Watch the movie again. It's when Smalls, I think it's the first time he's playing with them and he's he can't catch the ball and no he's like, No wonder he left. Yeah. So I Els leave too. Ellswinger, man. Yep. Change my name and come back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I would assume that's his last name now that I'm thinking about it. They yeah. I mean it's a sports team. They probably yeah. called him by his last name. Wonder so, what his first name was. Probably I wasn't know. any better. Mitch Ellswinger or Eddie Ellswinger, I would say. Eddie maybe. Ellswinger. Yeah, that's a name, right? That's gonna be my uh, persona, my uh, my fake email address name. Theodore, Theodore Edward Ellswinger. Oh, I like the it. third Esquire. Hogan Ellswinger. <laughs> that rolls off the tongue like a rock. 
<laughs> people have some weird names now. I they mean, do. They really do. I think um, as well. Jason Lee has a kid's name, and his name's Pilot Inspector from Mallrats oh, okay. and and uh, okay. Yeah, like we're we're just getting ridiculous. Come on now. I know this this. I love how this conversation has gone off the rails at the I end. Know. This is this is my favorite part though. <laughs> I try not to judge other people's choices, but at some point, I'm like, what kind of damage am I doing to my child socially? Like, <laughs> maybe maybe this will be like an inside joke thing that nobody needs to know about. Yeah, if he's not a pilot inspector in real life, that's gonna be real awkward. An right. Another one I love is uh, L.A. Line A. Do you know what that name is? Oh, Ladasha. Oh my God, that's a yeah. that's an all time classic. It's Ladasha. crazy. Like we've had some weird names at my at my high school, but nothing like these like weird celebrities and stuff named their kids. Where I'm just like, huh? Okay. Um, I'm glad your child's rich and privileged because if they had to go to public school with that name, they would not last. Yeah. Like yeah. this will go real bad. So dope. I guess I'll see, you know, bathtub Winstead in kindergarten or whatever you named your freaking child. I don't know. Re refrigerator <laughs> Jones. Right. Refrigerator Jones. <laughs> There's a stand-up comedian called Hamburger Jones. It's not his real first name, but he's a great comedian. Every time he says a joke, he goes, Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend that we call burgers. Good Burger? No, but that movie was awesome too. Yeah, it's still. I I feel bad for Kel because he's not on SNL with Keenan. That was like my biggest heartbreak, and he tried out for it too. There's a lot of good actors that oh, tried out did. for SNL. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "We don't like orange soda. Get out. Get the fuck out of here." There's <laughs> the door. They like that grape nonsense. Yeah, fucking goddamn SNL. But let's finish they with only this. Have Tang. Oh, Tang. The 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 <laughs> the, uh, the orangutan. That's oh, that's why they had an orangutan. I didn't even fucking think of that. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm a Isn't it idiot. weird? Like the the lines, like the, all the dots that you connect later in life, and you're like, oh. I totally forgot about the two other chefs with cinnamon toast crunch. Do you remember that? <laughs> there was three chefs on the box, there and two of them just yeah, the two of them left. Why were they even chefs for a fucking cereal? I don't know. Oh my god. Okay. Let's uh let's end this. Erin, where can every <laughs> where, where can everyone find you and uh locate you? What are your handles? What is your discords or whatever those your kids are doing? I am Erin Marie OMG on pretty much everything. Instagram, Twitter, um Twitch. Oh yeah, Twitch. That's the one I care about, right? Uh <laughs> I haven't been live in a while, but maybe if people want to come, I'll I'll be live again. I've just been taking some of the stress off of doing things and refinishing would, floors instead uh I, I will share it but i want an eight by ten signed photo and i can hang it up in my cat closet because uh, I, I can do that <laughs> i have all this goofy shit that i i keep putting up because everyone made fun of me i didn't have anything on the wall so yeah oh, i need to add yeah. to it yeah i definitely um i i upgraded when i decided to refinish the floors to be fair it smelled really bad in here that's what happens when you have pets sometimes they pee on things and I feel like a lot of gamers smell. So did you like sit there for 24 hours and just not shower? Because I feel like that's the thing. That I have. Be... Okay. Um, that's disgusting. Usually, yeah. Every year for the past three or four years, I've, I've done Extra Life. Um, and I was doing 24-hour streams for charity. 
So yeah. The last year I made my goal way too high. I should not have said $500 because nobody wants to pay $500 for anything. And I managed to pull it off. I'm pretty sure Nick donated like $100 of that. So um, <laughs> Eddie Ellswinger was donating three fifty. Right? <laughs> so I need to think of another gimmick because 35-year-old body cannot handle sitting in one place right. for 24 hours anymore. That just one year I was fine. And then the next year, uh, I couldn't do it. I did yeah, it. I'd be somehow I'd be toast. I'd be absolutely <laughs> yeah. toast. But I can Aaron, think of another gimmick. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll figure it out and I'll send it to you. Um, All right, sounds I'm, good. I'm very good at that. Um, I can come up with good ideas. I'll be your marketing person. Uh, All right, I'm be, terrible with marketing. Yeah, Ma uh, marketing McCarthy. That's that's what they call me. And by Perfect. that's what they call me. It's my. I just call awesome. myself that. But Aaron, thank you so much for taking the time and chat with me. This has been really fun. I can't wait uh, to chat with you again. And um, again, I love you. And good luck with everything. And just keep twitching and discording. <laughs> I, I will. I'll, I'll keep doing my thing. Awesome. Thank you, Aaron. Have a great one. Thanks. Thanks for having me.